I definitely would not be the person that I am today without, you know, some of the lessons and support that I had in my childhood. So it was awesome. Welcome to the Different Ability Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Fortune, the girl that says, it's not my disability, it's my different ability. We are going to dig deep every week discussing the challenges, the struggles, the successes and wins with being different. We will bring you inspiring and motivating stories and messages of people with different abilities that are living their best lives the way they were created. Are you ready? I know I am. Let's do this. Hey everyone, welcome to the Different Ability Podcast. I'm your host and friend, Katie Fortune. Thank you for being here today. I have an amazing guest, Kenyatta, right? Did I say yes. that right? Okay, yes. I'm, I was trying to practice. Kenyatta Russell's here with me today and I cannot wait for you to hear her story and some of the things that we're gonna talk about and her different abilities and everything she's doing because I know it's incredible. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be here today. Yes. And by the way, side note, I love your name. And I just, again, dyslexia hashtag. I'm always like, Ooh, say it right. So <laughs> I'm glad I, I, I'm glad I got it right there. So yes, you did. You did. Perfect. <laughs> well, thank you. No, thank you very much. Well, thank you for being here again. So let's just start out. Like I usually start out. I would love to hear a little bit about where you're from, doesn't have to be specifics, but where you're from right around, how did you grow up as a kid? Did you like school? Things like that. Okay. So yeah, I, um, I'm a native of Alabama and that's where I was born and raised. And, um, as a kid, I was, um, happy go lucky. And, you know, I had all my family around. I actually grew up, my family owned the whole entire neighborhood. So I had all of my family around at all times. So I could visit neighbors. My neighbors was my family, the whole entire um, neighborhood. So that was fun. We never had to worry about babysitters. <laughs> we always had the entire neighborhood was yes. your family. Yes. It was owned by my family and everybody lived in the same area. Yes. I love that. Yes. That is amazing. <laughs> You're right. Never have a problem with babies. Go to your cousin. Never have a problem with babysitting. Go just, to grandma's. Just go next door. <laughs> go to grandma. Find a house. You'll be fine. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh uh, so gosh. that was always fun. I mean, we always had, you know, somewhere to go and, you know, there was always family gatherings, of course. And, you know, that, that was nice. I really, really liked that. And growing up that way, I, that's how I just come to love just family, you know, always value, value uh, family and gathering and spending time together in, you know, and that kind of carried on into my adult life as well. Cause you know, that's what I'm all about, just family and, you know, making sure to make those memories and spending time together. So I, you know, that was like my favorite, um, just, having that opportunity to have family around all the time. Um, as far as school, I was pretty quiet, pretty shy little girl in school. Um, I was um, in the gifted program um, in school. Um, not always that. Uh, I wasn't recognized as gifted until later. Um, and it had to do with um, my second grade teacher. 
who really, you know, brought out the, the best in me. And she, you know, she really pushed me and challenged me. And, and she knew, you know, I had an enemy. It was just the fact that I was a little shy. So, um, you know, once I got over that, you know, I I pretty much uh, rocked it out and, and you did what I needed to do. And um, I, you know, pretty much thrived in school, um, usually on a roll and a lot of honors classes up until I got to high school. And then I decided that I didn't want honors classes anymore. So I stopped and I just wanted to be regular. I didn't want to be, you know, have to worry about all the extra stuff. I just wanted to have fun. So, um, you know, I asked my mom, I was like, is it okay? You know, I, you know, I was a little nervous because I came also from a, a background of educators. So you know, that was kind of like, oh, what are they going to say <laughs> about that? She was like, yeah, you know, it's your life. You know, uh, again, I, I I have confidence in you and I trust your judgment. And so I was like, okay, I don't want to sign up for this anymore. And I just took, you know, regular classes. I loved it and, you know, got to do what I wanted to do. So um, I had a great uh Great support, um, a lot of life lessons. I definitely would not be the person that I am today without, you know, some of the lessons and support that I had in my childhood. So it was awesome. I love that. And I love that, you know, your mom, even as an educator, so you had, was your mom and your dad? or Oh, my mom and my aunts were um, educators. Oh, yeah. My dad was military, so... (laughs) Oh, there you, well, we just yeah. talked about that a few seconds ago. You tell him where I live and he'll be like, oh, I get it. Yeah. Uh, so, Oh my goodness. Well, that's so great. But I love that, you know, yes, you were a little nervous, but at the same time, you're like, I, I can't imagine like that pressure even, you know, like the, all the honor classes and all that stuff. And you just, I think that's pretty cool that you're just like, Hey, I just, I just want to be a high schooler, you know, yeah. do my yeah. thing and you know, you can do well and you know, you can keep learning and growing and you did. Mm-hmm. And that was really cool of your mom to be like, yeah, you know what? We, we trust you, what you've done. And that's really, that's really neat that you were able to do that for sure. And mm-hmm. interestingly enough, your family is a bunch of educators. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so, how many siblings did you have though? I just am very curious. I have one sibling, a brother. Okay. Um, I am the youngest of two. He did not go into education. Uh, he, he did yeah. something totally different, but, um, but yeah, it was just us two. That's awesome. Uh, I always wanted a sister though, just because. <laughs> but I hear hey. you. Yep. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, you had like a million cousins around, though, right? So, yes. Yes. I always like... had cousins around. Always somebody to play with. So yes. you know, I just took that as, oh, these are, you know, hey, we're all family. So awesome. it worked out well. That is so cool. Okay, so you went through school. You did some honors classes. Then in high school, you said, I want to be regular, not having to deal with <laughs> all of the stress and the all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Or not so good stuff sometimes. Okay, let's talk about going to the next step. So after graduation, what what did you go into then, and why? Actually? So so after graduation, I went into education. Uh, I, I, so I initially I started out wanting to do business. Honestly, that's what I wanted to do business. And then I thought, well, you know, I do like the fact um, of educating and teaching others. And so I said, well, maybe I should think about like teaching business education, you know, that kind of stuff. So I was looking for that. But unfortunately, the school that I chose um, to go to at that time, they did not, they had education, but they did not have like business education, they had business programs. And so I started out, you know, did the general classes and I was like, well, I'll just kind of, you know, fill it out for the first year or so and just decide whether or not I want to go do 
just an education route or do I want to do business? But let me get all my prerequisites in and all of that. And so I ended up choosing, of course, education. And um, I finished my degree. I went right back and got my master's in special education. And I went right into teaching. And I have been teaching for 19 years. Nineteen? Okay, no. Yes. You do not look like you should be old enough to teach 19 <laughs> years. And I'm not kidding. Yeah. That is amazing. So, okay, you went into education, of course, which I think mm-hmm. is amazing because, again, you're mm-hmm. just following in a positive way and stuff. I don't like yeah. you're, like you're a follower. No, you paved your own way, but it's just nice to see, like, in that family, you can see what people have done and what you liked. And you learned, I'm guessing, a ton from your mom and your aunts. Yes. But what mm-hmm. made you really want to go back and get your master's and then in special education specifically? As I was going through school, I had the opportunity. Um, I kind of started, I guess, my career kind of early. I had the opportunity to do tutoring and um, be a mentor within the public school systems with um, different schools where I was going to school. So I got to spend a lot of time with students, even as a college student. So I realized that I wanted to be able to help those students that were having difficulties and needed that extra help. That's that's where I found my passion to be. And so that's why I decided to do special education. And once I got into it, uh, really got into it, I realized that, yeah, that's like my passion. I love mm-hmm. um, the special education arena. I just love just just the way they think as a whole. I mean, it is so inspiring. It is. I just love it because you always are going to learn something. Always. It's never a dull moment. Um, it's, it's just, that's where I want to be. And I, I've, as a teacher, 19 years, I, um, I've worked with almost every exceptionality student with every exceptionality within the 19 years. I've, um, so I just give you a little background for mm-hmm. my career. I started out in general education. I was a general education teacher and not by choice. Um, I got asked to do that because of teacher shortages and I did it. And I was actually a great teacher and ended up being a a teacher mentor for general ed teachers. And then I was like, but I want to do what, you know, I went to school for. So I started doing that. I started out um, as a resource teacher, I had the students coming to me, and then I moved into self-contained, um, where I had my students all day, and I also have worked uh, a vast amount of my time in inclusion. So I've done it all. I've done it all. I've uh, I've had the uh, opportunity to teach all students of all abilities, and I love it. My most favorite, though, is the self-contained. Um, because they are just, it's the, the exceptionalities vary so much in the abilities and you get to kind of get to see them from, you know, the beginning and, and, and progress through the year and, and how much they've learned and how much they've picked up from, you know, just being taught different things, you know, socially, emotionally, and academically. So, you know, I really loved how I got to see my students progress and, and just being able to see them over the years because again this we were talking about self-contained so a lot of times you had them multiple years sure. so you would see them from one year to the next and that was always like my favorite okay here's just a little break i promise it's a small one have you checked out my online shop yet www.shopkatiefortune.com if you have not you should 
because I am adding more and more all the time and even more here soon. Everyone loves those different ability t-shirts I have. Don't you worry, they're coming back. And we have so many more things coming your way. Another thing I wanna say, if you don't wanna miss out at anything that is coming your way, whether it's with my online shop or a course that I'm working on that's coming your way soon, or maybe I'm speaking at a really cool event that you wanna know more about or want me to speak at, head over to my website and join my email list. On my email list, I am sending out you know, a few emails a week or maybe even one email a week specifically with behind the scenes and extra new things that are happening. I'm not posting that stuff on social media all the time. So if you want the behind the scenes, what's going on, and I ask a lot of advice, like I need your help over there too, get over to katiefortune.com and sign up for my free email list. I promise you I won't spam you. All right. And we can all hang out over there. It'd be cool. All right. Now, back to the show. Can you explain self-contained for anyone that doesn't understand? Cause I yeah. personally have never heard that mm -hmm. phrase specifically like that. I think I know what you're talking about, but just in case someone yes. listening doesn't know. So a self-contained classroom would be a classroom that uh, students with uh, various disabilities, it may be uh, intellectual, physical, um, they're more severe exceptionalities and they are in a classroom together and they are taught together and and you may be looking at just to give you some examples of uh some exceptionalities you may have uh, autism you may have intellectually disabilities you may have um other health impaired you may have orthopedic impaired there's a, a lot of different exceptionalities there that can be taught together but you're looking more so at their intellectual abilities and so and you're teaching them based off of that they may be all in one classroom and you teach them according to, of course, their ability, um, and you meet them where they are. So they stay with the one teacher all day, and you teach them all subjects. So, okay, <clears throat> I love this because this is touching on the fact that, again, I think I may have talked to you about this before, but I've said it on this podcast for sure about the whole, let's teach inside of a box, how that has been the way it has been forever, and how I love when you said in this this type of setting that you guys have in your school, which I think is amazing. Yes, there was people with different abilities. Great. But you are teaching to each of those students and their ability. You're meeting them where they are as well. How do you go about that? I mean, that's a, that's a difficult thing to do. And I'm applauding you guys to do that because it's incredible, but, and that's what we need in this world because we all do learn differently. So how do you guys go about that? Yeah, absolutely. It's very difficult. Um, but, you know, it's, it's all about really learning the student, building that relationship. That's the number one. That's the key thing. Building a relationship with the student, learning their uh, likes, their dislikes, their their interests, their strengths, their weaknesses, and all the things that um, the child as a whole, you have to learn the child as a whole in order to be able to teach them. If you don't start with that, it's going to be very difficult to teach them. So once you learn that and the things that work for them, because again, when you're um, working with students with all ability levels, you have to find a way to reach them. You have to find a way to engage them. And it's not going to be that cookie cutter experience. You, you have to know that, okay, well, what may work for this student over here is not going to work for your uh, student B. You're going to have to 
modify or you know add some accommodations into the um curriculum in order for student b to get the same thing that student a gets even though you're teaching the same content you have to modify to yes. fit the needs of the each individual student so that's basically how you look at it you have to think about we're teaching the same content but you're modifying to fit each person's need i oh I want to hug you through the screen. That is exactly like, I love that. I'm gonna put you on the spot though, because this is kind of interesting. And I like this whole idea. And I want to just kind of see where you take it. Okay. Imagine me being one of your students a lot younger. Okay. I get it. A lot younger. I just come in, just find out I'm dyslexic. Okay. So Mm -hmm. me versus child a may have, I don't know, you can pick something. How would you start learning about me? Let's start with that because that's really important that building a relationship and learning about each student individually. If you just met me and you find out a little bit about me, how would you go about that? Let's do that one. Well, definitely. um, I would definitely not jump into academics. That would not be the first thing I would do. Uh, You, you have to learn the student the personal side of the student. So I would, you know, just kind of have casual conversations with you and just figure out, you know, oh, well, she likes this. Do you like drawing? Do you like singing? Do you like dancing? What do you like? And, you know, and then try to, depending on the age of the child, I mean, you can do it with any child, but it's better if they're a little bit older, kind of do an inventory of the kind of things. Because again, once they're a little older, they have a better idea of themselves and what they like. Okay, so tell me about how do you think you learn or what's the best fit for you when you're learning something, you know, is it visuals? Is it, um, you know, listening to someone? Uh, is it listening to like an audio, a, a book, uh, audio book, or, you know, is it textile type stuff or you uh, hands-on, um, you know, how do you think you learn best? Yes. So I would ask those kind of questions just to see what the student says. And then I would start to implement some of those things that they have shared with me into the lesson and to see for myself, okay, well, I've noticed that when you work with hands-on stuff, you learn much better. You pick it up faster. So, hey, what am I going to do? I'm going to spend uh, most of your lessons are going to be more hands-on as opposed to me lecturing or, you know, giving you a a visual, you need that hands-on lesson. So that's how I would start and then kind of move into the academics part of it. Always learn the student first. I'll tell any uh, teacher, new, old, or any teacher, always learn your students. Always build that rapport and the relationship with your, your students. That is because once a student understands that you care for them and that you understand them, then they're going to work for you. You know, they, they want to make you proud. You're like reading my mind. I was going to ask you that. Like, if you got to talk to any <laughs> teachers, no, I love that. And I mean, you're talking, you know, students, teachers, but that's the same as in life when you're meeting people. And it's a great way to start students learning about that. When you're asking a student, like if you were asking me those questions, I'm learning subconsciously that you're Mm -hmm. now I'm going to start paying attention. Wait, do I like doing this better? Wait, you know, even if you don't even realize like, oh, Mm -hmm. I learned that easier while I was touching it. Yeah. Hands-on makes so much more sense or reading a piece of paper. No, but if I hear it, yes. You know, so those types of things Mm -hmm. are so great to even just, it happens, just starts happening, but having those conversations and that's in, I believe it should be in gen ed classes, your general educations, and even in your special education classes, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, because you're going to keep learning through all of that about yourself. And that's what I think is so important 
when I talk about what I talk about is people say, Hey, how are you so confident? Hey, why, what do you do this? You have a disability, but why, why are you this or that? And I'm like, I have learned about myself every single day. I still learn about myself and I'm 33 years old. It does not stop. There is something the other day. It just didn't go right. The day just didn't go right. And I go, okay, what went wrong? where was I off? What was, you know, something I felt like it was off that day. And I, I pinpointed it and I said, well, tomorrow I'm not going to do that. You know? So, and you <laughs> learn through those types of things. And I think that's such a great lesson for students that you're teaching, like you are to learn mm -hmm. at a young age, like you're doing. So thank you for oh, yeah. doing that. That is incredible. And these students are absolutely learning a ton from what you're doing, even in just that subconscious way of you just talking to them, getting absolutely. to know them and you talking to them mm -hmm. as a teacher, they're getting, they're gaining confidence in being able to mm -hmm. talk to someone that's older than them, you know? So yes. I yes. love that. Thank you for yeah. sharing that. I, I just, that's oh, yeah. amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Here's <laughs> over here. I Thank love that. You. All right. So I decided to split this episode into two. It was so good and everything Kenyatta had to say, oh, there's so much to take in, but it was a really long episode and I didn't want it to get too crazy long for you, so we split it into two parts. This is part one, as you already listened, and part two is next week, so stay tuned. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss it. It's a good one. You really don't want to miss the end of this interview with Kenyatta. Talk to you next time. Wow, can you believe it? It's already done? Another episode is complete. Thank you so much for listening today. And if you want more, head on over to katiefortune.com forward slash podcast. There you will find a link to all of the different ability podcast episodes, along with where you can join the exclusive different ability podcast Facebook group. Lastly, if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or family member. And I would love it if you left a five-star review. The more reviews and ratings we get, the more incredible stories we can share each week. And remember, it's not your disability, it's your different ability. Are you ready to share it with the world?